This disruption has sparked remarkable creativity. Today on Ministry During the Disruption, we're going to bring you a story about just that. My name is Steve Tamayo, and joining me on the podcast today is an instructor at Kapiolani Community College. Did I say that right? Yes. Uh, she's an instructor of hotel and resort operations. She has been teaching for four or five years now. Uh, RateMyProfessor.com has multiple different people who describe her as creative, as dedicated, and as very fun. I think one person even described her as compassionate, not what you often hear from a, a college instructor. Uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast today, Amy Sharoma. Thank you, Steve. I can't believe you looked at Rate My Professor. <laughs> of course, you always look at Rate My Professor before jumping on with the professor. So how long has the campus been closed? Uh, the campus closed right around spring break. Uh, so that was mid-March. And tell me a little bit about your situation when the campus closed down. Well, we had heard all about what was happening you know, in China and things were getting kind of crazy. And we all said it's just, just a matter of time, especially for Hawaii, before we start seeing cases here. I think we were all feeling anxious already because there was a cruise line that had come through Hawaii and there were infected crew and passengers. So I think we were all knowing this was coming. But we had maybe a couple days to prepare before we broke for spring break. So some students were able to tell directly and others we already had class. So you had to, you know, get in touch with them virtually to let them know, oh, it'll just be for a couple of weeks. You know, see you guys in mid-April. I think that's what we all thought at the time. How did your hospitality and tourism students respond? I think a lot of them were anxious. I was a bit stressed and not thinking my students were stressed. I thought, oh, it, Gen, Gen Z, Gen Y, uh, you know, they're, they're not even going to be bothered by it. But in that first week when they were starting to ask me, should I change my major? Should I go into nursing? Oh, maybe tourism's not going to be around <laughs> after COVID-19. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, no. And there was a lot of reassuring that had to happen that first week or two. I think sometimes we look at the younger generation and we think, oh, they're so resilient with the technology stuff. They're so comfortable with technology. It's very tempting to think this is going to be easy for them. And because you do have a reputation for being kind of caring and engaged with your students, there, there is a chance for you to see a little bit up close how they're responding. Right. I think, you know, half of them were telling me before we broke for spring break, you know, I, I never signed up for online classes. Yeah, I know. And I'm going to make it as engaging and painless as I can, you know, and it's, you're really going to be okay. And I won't be there physically, but that I, I'm here for you. You know, now it's even easier to get a hold of each other, you know, with technology. What does I'm here for you look like for your students? Being here for them initially meant, you know, I'm here for you to help you through your assignments and the understanding we we're going to start going through some complicated work. And then after that first week, you know, I realized, well, being here for you means, do you need someone to talk to? Do you need to vent because your house is so full of kids and parents and grandparents that, that you can't, you can't focus? Or are you so anxious and 
you don't want to talk to your parents because they just lost their job. You know, you want to be strong for them, but you're having trouble with that. You've been so responsive to your students and so available to them. I I imagine that's been very meaningful to them. I do also want to ask you about this story that I heard, that you haven't just been responding to your students, but that you've also been taking initiative to engage them in ministry. Could you share a little bit more about what you did? After the first week we were off, like spring break was spring break. Everybody was, you know, doing their own thing. I don't think it hit the students or us even until we were back in school and we're all trying to get through uh, the first week of online classes. And, um, you know, I'd have these student hours where we'd do a Zoom thing and everybody, you know, whoever needed anything would would chime in. And, and the students were chiming in, oh, how do I navigate the course? How do I go through these different things? And then students started to share, you know, I'm scared. My, my husband, he won't let me even get on the bus now, you know, so I can't go anywhere. Like I can only walk my dog a certain route, you know, because I think everybody's infected. I'm like, oh, you know, and another girl was crying because she can't see her boyfriend because she has to stay at home. And her father picks her up outside of Walmart after she gets off work and brings her straight home. I, I don't think I was prepared for that emotional part. I'm a very empathic person, but I was like, oh, you don't want to talk about class. You, you want to talk about life, you know, and, and digging deep to encourage them in the midst of my own anxiety about what was going on. So you're feeling this deep well of compassion. And I think a lot of times we feel that compassion, but it can be very hard to translate that compassion into action. Yeah. So that week I went on a walk around my neighborhood and I was like, wow, it's so pretty. Oh, they really made this area nice. Oh, look at the families walking. And I started to feel, of course, that I had worship music on on my ear pods and I felt stirred. For me, every time the Holy Spirit starts stirring, you know, I don't want to listen sometimes, but then there's stirring and then your heart starts shaking and I come home and I'm like, I have an idea. I thought, well, I'll just, I'll just do a short video that tells them to be encouraged, you know, to share kindness, uh, to be thankful, and it's all going to be okay because we're all in this together. You know, that was a theme we're hearing, right? We're all in this together. And I thought, I'll just do that one video for the second week so when they open up the uh, lesson plan, they'll be like, oh, there's a video. Oh, I feel better. And then that was it. So what was in the video? For me, it was just things I learned on my walk around the neighborhood. Is is It was just a reflective thing about what what I was learning and thought that what I was learning would encourage them. The, uh, on the walk, there was um, some sidewalk chalk on, on a rock. It had just rained the day before, so there was no writing on the sidewalk. But I walked past the chalk. And then I turned around and I looked around like, who's looking at me? Somebody's got to be looking. Oh, nobody's looking. So I grabbed a piece of sidewalk chalk and I wrote in chalk, be encouraged on the sidewalk. And I put the chalk back and I continued my walk. So a half hour later, I'm coming back down the same route. And there's two other messages. There's a family taking picture with the uh, the messages. and um, And I thought, wow. You know, somebody left that out there. Maybe it was a kid in the neighborhood. And and then people are walking around the chalk art because they don't want to walk on it. And I think people are, are we're looking for something. You know, people are always looking for something to encourage them during this time. So you've released four videos so far. They've been watched several hundred times. And I imagine that your students are, are starting to hear 
not only this message of encouragement, but also some elements about your faith. So um, I had gotten an email from a student that she was feeling overwhelmed because, you know, people were hoarding, people were rude in the store. And she said she'd go home at night and cry because people are just so horrible. And her email, you know, it brings me to tears. Her email was that she was, she has family issues and all kinds of issues uh, that she didn't get into. But she said that she was going to withdraw from school because it was just too much. And then she saw my video and she said, I just watch your video every day before I go into the store to refuel my encouragement. And I hope you do something next week. I was like, oh, oh, I, I, next week? Oh, I was just going to do that once, you know? And I was feeling low. You know, I had actually been kind of church shopping. I, I just think this time has really helped me to focus back on, on the Lord and focus back on my relationship with Him. And I wanted to share that. It was risky for me to think about that. Oh, I'm going to share the love of God somehow in these videos. Um, so that Easter week, I did a video and I was blown away by, you know, the blessing worship song from um, Elevation Worship. And I was, you know, encouraged by an Easter message. I think I went to three online services and I was, and I wanted to share that with the students. And so I looked for background music that was worship instrumental. Like I was never the one that was comfortable with the person that sat next to me on campus and said, do you know Jesus? And I'd be like, yikes, no, get away from me. You know, I was never that person. But I found in my walk with Christ that building relationship and sharing hearts with people um, brings them to want to know more. And I wanted to be able to do that. And so I did a video that offered uh, the blessing from number six at the end. And I got scared. But I did it and put it out there. In the videos, something that really struck me, two things that really struck me. The first is how kind of warm and in inclusive your talk about your faith was. I, I would feel like even if someone was not currently engaged with God or didn't share your Christian beliefs, they could still see that this was something you're offering generously, not forcing on people or arguing with people about. It was, it was, there was a inclusivity to it that I thought was really beautiful. And the other thing is that in all four of the videos, it seems like this theme of aloha shows up. Now, I'm from Tampa, so, you know, not from Hawaii. And so being from Tampa, we we hear aloha is like, that's like how you say hello and goodbye. And I gather that there's more to it as I hear you talk about aloha and the spirit of aloha. So aloha for us uh, in, in Hawaii, aloha is actually... Two, uh, two words placed together in the Hawaiian language. It's alo, which is the connection to, and ha, which is the spirit within or the breath of life. So aloha is the connection of spirit um, that's breathed forth by your action and what you say. There's a Hawaiian proverb that says, aloha aku, aloha mai. Aloha aku meaning give aloha. And conversely, you will receive aloha, aloha mai. You know, that correlates so well to what we learn in our Christian walk. 
right? It is better to give than receive. And aloha is, is, is that spirit. In the Hawaiian understanding, aloha is a connection to spirit. So in the ancient Hawaiians, it was a connection to the land, to the ocean, to the sky, to the wind, um, and to the Hawaiian gods that they believed in. You know, to the contemporary Hawaiian who loves Jesus. You know, it, it's a connection to, to God's spirit. And so my students might think, oh, aloha, yeah, oh, I feel so good about it. Um, it defines who we are in Hawaii. And for me, with, with this time and these little videos I'm making, I, you know, I feel like it, it's a way of sharing that, that blessing and connecting, um, connecting that, you know, emotional learning to, to God. Wonderful. One of the things that we do on the podcast is we like to pray for our guests. Amy, is there any way that we could pray for you or for your students? I think I still feel, and I know my students feel it, and I think our whole community still feels anxious. 30, almost 40% of Hawaii is uh, unemployed because of our dependence on tourism, uh, prayer uh, against anxiety that we're feeling and for financial provision in, in, a, in a time when we think that there's nothing out there that, that we hold strong that, you know, God's going to provide for us in another month of being home. Okay, let's pray. Lord God, we ask that you, God, who created the islands of Hawaii, who created the people of those islands, that you would also create peace for them in the midst of this time of great disruption, that you would create provision for them in this time of great want, and that you would create the sense of connectedness with each other in this time, even as you've been doing this for Amy. We ask that you would make yourself so abundantly clear, Jesus, would they know you and know that they're loved by you. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Well, thanks. Uh, mahalo and aloha. Oh, thank you, Steve. It was a pleasure being with you today. Aloha. <laughs>